return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Papa, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Jeannie and the leadership of the church to be here. Papa, it's such a great honor to that you give us to share what God has put in our hearts. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you know this song. Jesus, 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 there's just something about your name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms, kings and kingdoms shall pass away, but there's something about that name. Kings and kingdoms. Let's sing that again. Kings and kingdoms, they all pass away, but there's something above that name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is wonderful. And I always like to say that the greatest thing in life is to get to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you've not started living. And I'm I'm welcoming everyone watching me on Facebook. And I'm I'm praying that after today, you make that decision to invite Jesus in your heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to. I want to remind you. Uh, uh, remind us, all of us as God's people, uh, our ministry, our calling, and our responsibility. And I titled my teaching today, my topic today, the priestly ministry of the believer. Yes. We've got to understand that we have a ministry as God's people. Yep. You know, there's a lot of selfishness in the body of Christ today. We are so. Sometimes we get so concerned about ourselves. Our own needs, oh, we want this, oh, we're praying, God, give me this, give me that. But Christianity is more than that. We are not supposed to live for ourselves as God's children. Jesus said, my meat 
is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Hallelujah. And that should be our calling and our mindset today. So I want to open my teaching today with Revelation chapter 1, the verse 5 and 6. It says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Praise God. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So God has made us kings and he's made us priests. And I'm going to be dwelling on that today. You are a priest unto God. Okay, let's read the next scripture. That is uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. He says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that ye may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But what I want you to note is, he says, you are a royal priesthood. He says, you are a king and you are a priest. Now, it's not talking to just some specific Christians. It's not talking to, to some individuals. Even though the Bible says that he's given us, maybe Jeremy, let's look at that in Ephesians chapter chapter 4, the verse 14. Even though God has, like the Bible talks about the, the fivefold ministry gift, I want you to understand that every one of us, we have been called into a special ministry as priests unto God. He said that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, by speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things unto him who is the head. That is Christ. Hallelujah. But if you, if you go on, he says, he gave unto some pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So now listen, he says, he gave those fivefold ministry gifts to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. For the saints to do the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? We, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Let's look at that. Now all things are of God, who hath reconciled us unto, him, unto himself through Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is the ministry of every believer. We are called to reconcile man to God. If you miss this, you are living for yourself. Yep, that's right. But we are not supposed to live for ourselves, ourselves as Christians. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. I'm actually moving so fast this day, uh, today. It says, for the love of Christ, look at what Paul said, for the love of Christ compels us. Because we, we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. Verse 15, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Are you seeing that in your Bible? So the day you gave your life to Jesus, you ceased to live for yourself. Your pursuit and purpose and passion is to please the master. Hallelujah. That should be your life goal every day, to please Jesus Christ. Because that's what really matters. Jesus said, Listen, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? It's not worth it. 
So your salvation is the most important thing. And we are here to, if you are saved, your responsibility is to help another person to be saved. Amen. Listen, that, that is the greatest way to live. Amen. If life is all about what you are getting from this world, it's so empty. There's no fulfillment in that. Real joy and fulfillment is doing the will of the Father. It's to see lives change. It's to see lives transform. I remember, Papa, the first time I went to Kumasi in Ghana, the uh, KJTR, like the biggest, one of the markets in Ghana. Yeah. And the, for the first time, I saw a lot of people over there, and I began to cry. I'm like, Lord Jesus, how do we reach all of these people? That should be your heart every day. Amen. To want to see that man lives are changed and transformed. Amen. You, you should want to see that every day. Have you ever, uh, maybe, have you experienced it like you, you've had fire burning your skin a little bit? Have you, yeah. and have, how painful that is? Yeah. When, when that happens, man, I'm like, Lord Jesus, nobody should go to hell. Amen. I think about that. Because people are, those who don't know Jesus... The Bible said the sinner wakes up to eternal condemnation, separated from the presence of God. That's the most painful thing in life, to be separated from the presence of God. So that's why we've got to be passionate to see. We want to see that man's life are changed every day. We should pray and cry for lost souls. We can just be quiet. Like we see that, like Papa, you you said something very... That struck me last Sunday when you talked about when we look at Brookings, we look at our city. On Sundays, churches are very empty. Majority of the people don't go to church. How do you feel about that? You should be be moved with the compassion of the Spirit to want to intercede for them, pray for them. Because the Bible says that if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who believe not the gospel. Okay? So we have a responsibility. Don't forget that. And now I'm saying that I'm talking about our priestly ministry as believers. We are priests unto God. And what was the responsibility of a priest? What's the responsibility of a priest? Number one, we offer sacrifices of praise unto God. That's what he says in Hebrews. Let us offer the sacrifices of praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips making confessions of his name. And the second thing, as a priest, your responsibility is prayer. You have to be a praying priest. You are either a reigning king or a sleeping king. You are either a praying priest or a playing priest. Every one of us is called into that ministry. You know, sometimes we think that we have to have some, some specific... Indi- there, let me tell you. Let me break the news to you. There is no ministry called the ministry of an intercessor in the Bible. Yeah. Every Christian is called to intercede for souls. Yeah. God has prayed for other people. God has not given that responsibility to specific people. Yeah. All of us are called to, to be priests unto God. Yeah. So you have to pray for your nation. Pray, pray for, for men's life to be changed. For, for instance, you have family members who are not saved. Yeah. You can't just keep quiet. Yeah. You can't just be watching them. Yeah. Because listen, listen. We are not trying to make people afraid. If you don't know Jesus and you leave this world, you are doomed forever. That's right. yeah. You have to be convinced about that. 
The Bible says there's no any other name under heaven whereby men ought to be saved. You can't, there's, there's no salvation in, in any other. It's either we are convinced about that or we are not. If we are not, we will not care if people are going to hell. We'll be okay that we are fine. We'll be okay that we have money. We'll be okay that we are doing well in school. We are doing well. We have houses. We have cars to drive. Listen, life is way more important than that. Amen. It's about living for Jesus. Amen. I like something. If someone said that if, if, if being a medical doctor, as, as important as that is, if that was the most important thing, Jesus would have become one. But God... God, listen, men were lost, but God sent his son to reconcile men to himself. That's the most important thing. And Jesus died doing that. But now we are comfortable. Thank God, it's America. No one has a a gun uh, to your head telling you that you can't preach the gospel. So we have no excuse. We have to preach. We have to teach. we We have to be motivated that Jesus came for this sole purpose. And we do it with passion. Because our master is counting on us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jeremy, I have a scripture in Malachi. Malachi, Do you have that for me? It said, the responsibility of a priest is that for the lips of a priest should keep knowledge. And people should seek the Lord from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Another responsibility of of a priest is the word of God. The teaching of God's word. The accurate teaching of God's word. Listen. You should be prepared. That's what Paul said, that be prepared in season and out of season. So, as a priest, mind you, you are one, whether you know it or not, you are a priest. When people meet you, they should hear the word of God. He said, the the mouth, the lips of a priest should keep knowledge. You should know the word. And that's why I said, I'm going to be reminding us today, our job, our responsibility, it's a new year. I like someone Papa said some time ago that people say, if, if we say it's a new year, people, a lot of people think that um, everything is ro- all the garbage, all the problems we had in the previous year, it's, it's rolled away, and now, oh, we got a new slate, news, oh, everything is new. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. We've got to do something different. If you want the year to be a different year, we've got to do something different. And that's why I'm reminding us of our role. Our calling is to reconcile man to God. Amen. So every day, every day you wake up praying, praying that man will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. And you, and you learn the word of God. You study the word. Because I, like Papa, I, I love Papa, the way Papa ministers to people and, and, and Pastor Jeannie. Sometimes a word, just a word, is what an individual needs. But if you, as a priest, you don't have the word in your mouth. Someone will be empty. If you're empty, you can't give what you don't have. But God needs us to have his word in our spirit. Praise God. Praise God. So we we have a huge responsibility as God's children. Jeremy, can can I get um, 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1? I didn't didn't give that to you. And I'm going to be talking about our, our responsibility in prayer. How are you supposed to be praying? Not just asking for things for yourself. You know, Papa, Papa goes, uh, like this year they've not been able to go to India, for instance. But Papa's ministry is a great ministry to intercede for. That God's word on his lips will be carried across the length and breadth of this world. 
We can just come to church and oh, we listen to the word and oh, we are happy, God is good and he's providing everything for us. And we don't think about our neighbors. We don't think about families. We don't think about that person who is dying on a sick bed and going to hell. No, no, that's not the heart of Jesus. So I'm reminding us today, as God's people, don't let us be consumed by our personal needs. Let us think enough. Let us care enough for the salvation of men and women. It's the most important thing. You know, mind you, when we stand before Jesus, he's not going to say, oh, you built the most beautiful house in, in, in America when you were on earth. God is looking for a spiritual temple that is a spiritual building that is the lives of individuals. You see, because, listen, the Bible says that you are the temple of God. The temple of the, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So the greatest temple that we can build God is, a, is man's life. Changing people's life. Because when someone gives his heart to Christ, he becomes a member of the body of Christ. He becomes God's building. God's magnificent temple. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so see how Timothy, like Paul was talking to Timothy about praying. He says, therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Not some men, not those you like. All men. You know, listen, America has become so political, even in the body of Christ, that is is so, I'm like, are you looking at the word? Even if you don't like the government in power, it's got nothing to do with whether you voted for the person or not. The Bible says, let's read it again, please, let's read it together. Therefore, I, exer- I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2, for kings. So Paul's day, in Paul's day, they have kings. In our day, we have presidents. We have prime ministers. We have the governors. Listen, you don't need to like them. You don't need to, you don't, they, they don't ought to be in your political party. Your job is to pray for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. Listen, this is the reason for chaos in our cities. Because many Christians were not praying. They they love the government, so the government was in their books, so they will pray for that government. No. Whether you voted for them or you didn't, you're responsibly as a believer is to pray for the government of the day. If you are not doing this, you are not living the Christian life. You can, you can go to church and be excited. You are not doing the word. And as long as you are not doing the word, there will be trouble in your city and you will not be exempted. So God expect, let's do, listen, forget about who is in government. Do what God has called you to do. Do your job as a Christian. You are first of all, I always like to say, you are first of all a Christian before you are an American. Amen. If you don't understand that. <laughs> so please, let's wake up. Amen. And take our place as priests and kings. Take your responsibility. Take your, rise up to your, the, the occasion, to your office that God has called you into. Become a praying priest, not a sleeping, complaining priest. 
If you don't like anything in your government or whatever your city, it's time to pray. You know, proper, we behave like we don't have any power. Look, the prayerlessness of many Christians is just mind-boggling. Prayer has become a difficult thing for them. But if you search through the word, the word tells us to pray. If any is in trouble, let him pray. Not sit down and complain. Oh, the government is so bad. Like this, this is terrible. This, this. You are not living the Christian life. And nothing is going to change because your complaining will not change anything. It is only by doing God's word that we change our cities. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, number one, I said our, our responsibility, number one, is to offer the sacrifices of praise. Because you are a priest unto God. The job of a priest is to offer praise. So you wake up in the morning, praise and thanksgiving. Because that's your job. You wake up with prayers because you are a priest. And you wake up with the knowledge of God's word. Getting the word of God into your spirit. Getting the word of God on your lips. And mind you, the word of God on your lips is God talking. That's the way God talks. When you put the word of God on your mouth, when you speak God's word, God is speaking. Because we have become, we speak on his behalf in our days. And when we do, things will change. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I, I hope you're learning something. Yes. Praise God. Jeremy, let's read this, this portion of the scripture from the Amplified Classic Edition, if you have that, that I would so much appreciate. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. First of all, look, look at the emphasis of the Spirit. It says, first of all. He said, this is the first thing to do. Amen. Admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and given, thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men. For kings and, and all who are in position Positions of authority or high responsibility. That outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life. And inwardly a peaceful one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. Praise God. God wants us to do this. So be a praying priest. Hallelujah. That's what I wanted to tell you. It's a new year. Let's be different. Let's understand that our primary goal is to be to reach out to our world. Remind yourself that one day you're going to stand before Jesus. Look, I, oh boy, I think about that. I think about that. When you think about that, you change your life. We are going to stand before him. And he's not going to leave out you had a degree from... No, it's not going to count. If anything is going to count, what did you do with it? Because the degree, whatever, afforded you the opportunity to meet people. Yep. And what did you do with that opportunity? That's, right. yeah. That's what's going to count before Jesus. Yep. Your money wouldn't count. Your houses would not. Yeah. Your titles, whatever, it will not mean anything. Yeah. So don't, don't forget what is important. And, and I thought about this because we can forget as believers. That's what I'm saying, that sometimes we get so consumed about our personal needs and what we want and what we do not have. Yeah. You know, Papa, I was thinking about something. You know, Jesus said that, you know, the disciple, disciples asked him about how his coming was going to be like. 
And Jesus said, take heed to yourself, that your hearts not be overcharged with sufficient and the cares of this world, that that day take you unawares. And I was meditating on the scripture, and, and I was like, Lord, why, why did he say that? And he's like, you know, you can, you can be blessed, so blessed that you are distracted, or you can face so many challenges that you are distracted. So people are either distracted by their blessing or by the kinds of challenges that they go through. But God is saying that, put your eyes on me. Amen. Take your eyes off the things of this world. Yeah. That's what Jesus, like John said, if you love the world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Yeah. We are supposed to be passionate, no matter how God blesses us. Yes. Our goal ought to still be to reach out to our world. Don't lose your salvation and help other people to yeah. gain their salvation. That's the main reason why we are here. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Don't, don't forget that. Amen. So that's what I wanted to remind every one of us today. It's the new year. It's good to start right. Yeah. Start the year with Jesus in focus. Yeah. With the ministry in focus. The Bible, and, and interestingly, if you seek, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. I've said some I've said some of the people, I'm like, I can't remember asking God for anything. It's a mystery to many people. Because you see, the word of God never fails. If you keep your attention on the realities of the spirit, if you are praying for souls, if your passion is to see men saved. If your passion is, is to, to preach the gospel, yep. and you are doing that. Yep. Gee, the Bible says, every other thing that you require shall be added. Amen. But, but you, do you know what? We don't do that. The kingdom is not important. Oh, it's our job. It's our money. Every, that's why there's a lot of struggling and sweating. I believe in working hard. But we work hard from a position of rest. Yes. Your prosperity is by the Spirit. So, God wants us to have our focus right. Seek the kingdom. Let the kingdom be your number one priority. It's a new year. Determine what you have to do. Listen, Papa, Papa talked about planning. If you don't plan to reach out to anybody, you will never will. You will never. Look, people have, like, just ask yourself. Last year, the, for the whole year, many Christians never witnessed to anyone. They never said anything to anybody. Listen, you should cry. I'm telling you, you you should sit down and cry. Lord, you mean a whole year. I never told anybody the gospel. I'm so wicked. Forgive me, Lord. You should cry. The fact that you don't think that's important means there's something about your heart. You you can't just be quiet. You can say that, oh, I believe that if you don't know Jesus and die, you go to hell. And, And... Listen, there's a lot of selfishness in the body of Christ. But we are in the last days. And God is calling us to get our priorities right. The kingdom is the number one focus. God will bless us. He will bless us with prosperity. He will, he will, the Bible, David said, I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. As long as you serve God, he will provide for you. He will take care of you. But that's not the main thing about life. Our focus is to see men's life change. And God is counting on us. In this year, 
Set your goals to minister, to reach out to people. Pray for opportunities to preach the gospel. Listen, imagine like you're going out and you're like, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as I go out today, Lord, bring somebody, somebody who is, who is yearning to hear the gospel in the name of Jesus. Imagine if you pray like that. God will bring someone. But we don't care. We just go out. Oh, everything is all right. God has blessed us. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Nothing about our workplaces. People don't even know we are Christians. They don't even know that you have the life of God in your spirit. We are not ordinary. Praise God. So, it's a new year. Let's get our priorities right. For me, let me tell you this. What will make 2022 a great year for me is not the amount of money I make at the end of the year. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. What will make it a great year if if I can look back and say, wow, this is what we did with the gospel. This is what we did. Oh, Lord, we, we, we... you, through me, lives were changed. We were able to witness to somebody. Yep. That is what makes it a great year. Amen. Listen, you should listen. We should begin to define our true fulfillment in what God has asked us to do, yes. and not the physical, material things that we'll get. Yes. It's so important. Yep. And God, you know, praying. I have many things to say. I can I can teach on many things. I can teach on your your authority, your righteousness. I, I can teach all the fine, fine messages that you will like. But I'm praying and the Holy Ghost says, Remind remind my people, remind God's people of our ministry as priests unto God. Praise God. So so it's a great year to start. Amen. And fulfill your ministry. Like Paul said to Archipos, make sure that you fulfill your ministry. Yes. Praise God. So this is a word I wanted to bring to you by the Spirit of God today. And, and let's just pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your word. Thank you for a new year that you've given us, Lord. And thank you for helping us to, to focus on what is really important. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for helping us individually to plan in our hearts to be ministers of reconciliation throughout the whole year. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Yes, Thank you for putting your word in our mouth yes. to speak. Thank you, Jesus. That would change the lives of individuals, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. We thank you. We give you Thank praise. You, Help us to remember who we are Thank and you, what we've been called to do, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We pray that throughout the year we'll have the heart of the, fa- the Father. The, the, the heart of the Father yearning and willing for men to be saved. Amen. To come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Yes, we thank you, Heavenly Father. You, we give you praise tonight. Yes, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.